So there. So there. So there. So there. Let me know your thoughts. So there. So there. So there. Let me know your thoughts. Why do you keep saying let us know your thoughts? Let me know your thoughts to me is a nice lead-in for So There. So There. Welcome to episode 47 of So There. I'm Gary Doyle. And I'm Tom Karamitis. So nice here, isn't it, Tom? Tell our listeners where we are. We are in the northern woods of northern Minnesota, (laughs) near the northern border, in the So There Cabin, which we uh, dust off once a year. Yes. It has a nice roaring fire, as you can hear. Uh, it's very, very Spartan surroundings. It's it's uh, it's one bedroom plus a sleeping loft. Uh, no um, no separate bathroom, shall we say? The the toilet is right out in the middle of the cabin, which <laughs> which uh, you know makes which we've, some awkward moments sometimes. But that's just how it is. I think we've grown to kind of like it, though. <laughs> we give for our listeners because we know that at every Christmas. They anticipate the So There Cabin episode. Nothing quite solidifies uh, familiarity with somebody more than going to the bathroom in the same room as them. Well, that's what I discovered in my prison stint, Tom. Any prospective employees listening to this, that was a joke. I haven't actually committed a felony. I've not spent time in prison. I've just seen movies. I've heard things. Tom, how are you? How's your holiday season treating you? Uh, you know what? It's uh, kind of like like last year, a little bit, a um, little bit, uh, you know, unsettled. You know, I, I we were going to go out for for dinner tonight. We usually go out for dinner on on Christmas Eve, but I think people are too spooked about you know about Omicron and Omicron. Uh, so I guess going to be another you know bring in food or something. But uh, yeah, it's you know. It's it's all there. As we discussed last time, I kind of feel like it's um, you know a lot of lot of obligations go along with with Christmas, and it's nice to get those out of the way and actually be able to enjoy time with family. Right. So you've uh, mostly gotten your gift giving, gift shopping done. Gift shopping is done. I hope people enjoy gift cards. <laughs> <laughs> that is like that's like giving out candy corn for Halloween. It's kind of. Uh, uh, you know, come on. I like candy corn. <laughs> you know, speaking of gifts, Tom, um, you know, a lot of our So There listenership, as you know, as everyone knows, is made up of marketing professionals. Uh, and given that, uh, I would like to gift the marketing professionals listening to this podcast with some million dollar marketing ideas. My gift to those so there listeners who are in marketing. Would this be a, an installment of uh, You're Welcome? <laughs> no, Tom, quit trying to work your stinger in there. <laughs> it is, uh, it's, a, it's a cousin to You're Welcome, but it's its own, it's its own thing. Don't try to, try to horn in your stinger. 
sound. Tom, Tom is the master color. producer of the podcast, so he will do that later anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I have no control. So some million-dollar marketing ideas. There's three I have. One is, so everyone is familiar with cottage cheese, right? Yep. But why do they call it cottage cheese? Is it made in a cottage? This is a million-dollar marketing opportunity to create a cottage cheese brand that comes from a cottage. It's actually made in a cottage, like, like the Keebler elves make the cookies in the elf tree. Cottage cheese made in a cottage. What do you think of that, Tom? Million dollar I, idea? I, I like it for, for several reasons. I think that's, that, that's, a great, that's a great idea. But I also think cottage cheese is a product that desperately needs some updating. Needs to be, you know, it's like we talked about this once before, liver, you know? It's like it, it, people have forgotten about it. You don't hear much about cottage cheese anymore. I think this is a great way to kind of have it roar back into the public consciousness. Perhaps we could make so there cottage cheese in the so there cottage, the so there cabin. So there small curd. You could choose from small curd or large curd, two percent or zero percent fat. Brought to you by so there from the so there cottage. I think uh, I think we can have all kinds of weird things happen in the so the, in, in, in in the so there cottage. You know where they make cottage cheese. I think one of the things we probably don't talk about is is the toilet in the middle of the living room. You know, might get in the way of appetite appeal. That does pose some manufacturing challenges, but we'll we'll tackle those later. My second million dollar idea is you know we're well familiar with those those car commercials where a giant red bow is. Uh, is, uh, is, uh, is on the car, the Lexus, the cemetery member, the Chevy. I think they gave each other a truck uh, commercial. But So Gary Doyle thought, if you wanted to buy one of those, say you wanted to gift your spouse with a car and you wanted to buy a Red Bull, where do you get one? You can't buy one. They don't exist. So my million-dollar marketing idea is to manufacture giant red car bows and sell them for an exorbitant price like $199 because people will spend any amount of money for that when they're gifting their spouse a car. You know, it's, it's funny you mentioned that. Uh, two weeks ago, we went to a, a store in, in the next town over that is a that um, bills itself as just a Christmas store. And they had in there, you know, $10,000 Christmas trees and up. But they also had giant bows on the wall and they were hundreds and hundreds of dollars i had never seen them sold before but yeah um it looks like bows for that purpose but that's the only time i had ever seen them sold anywhere i used to assume that you could once you buy your sixty thousand dollar lexus you you would ask the your salesman where can i get one of those nifty bows and always assuming they would have one for you there you go it's a brand extension tom it's an extension you just came up with it Offer it to dealers. Offer it to manufa- car manufacturers. Say, when you sell your car at Christmas time, we will throw in a giant bow with the car. Just that's to make s- your... Sorry. Go ahead. No, I was going to say that's my, that's my million-dollar marketing ideas. I said I had three, but the third one I'm not going to uh, tackle because it's a little too morbid. Whoa, I like morbid, though. Okay, I'll very quickly. It's nothing to do with the holidays, but uh, but I've always thought it'd be good to to create your own funeral while you're alive. So when you go to a funeral or a wake, there's you know there's the but but what you do is when you're alive, 
you choose your wake and you choose a theme it could be mardi gras themed it could be uh you know uh it, it could be serious it could be um uh you know a rager whatever you want but you choose your theme for your funeral and your wake and then your family doesn't have to worry about it. it's prepaid for but you go and approach people with this idea and actually sell them their own wake what do you think of that uh, I, I love that. I, it kind of dovetails off of something I thought we talked about once before. Maybe I did my solo pod about how you know you hear all these wonderful things about people after they're gone, and you think, wouldn't the people, wouldn't the person, have liked to have heard that about themselves? So, my question for you would be, what what would trigger the timing of this? The, would, the, would the person need to be ill or towards the end of their life? Or no, you buy it in advance, right? And then after you die, it's a it's the wake of your choosing. You're dead, but you've chosen a type of wake, you know, an Irish, oh, an Irish okay. party or a, but your idea is actually a, a, a good build, as they say in advertising, good build on this idea, a, the, a living wake, have a, throw yourself a living wake where people can talk about how great you are and what a wonderful person you are while you're alive. And then you don't have to have it when you die. Good one. And, 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 and even and I would even like to take it a step further and, and disassociate it with someone's declining health, you know, as kind of, oh, we need to do this while they're still here. Oh, no, I'm, I can do it right now. Yeah. Yeah. I'd yeah. like to right now hear how much people love me. I never get tired of hearing that. I'm sure on Christmas Day, everyone appreciates this rumination on death. So there. Well, I've got uh, I've got an installment of uh, the hell was it? Hang on a sec. I got so many things to talk about. Ah, whoa. whoa. All right, I've got an I decree. All right. Whoa. So do I. All right. All right. Well, mine uh, and I I don't remember if we've discussed this before, but even if we have, I think it's important enough that I bring it up again. Um, um, do you want to remind our listeners of what the concept of I decree is? Uh, I decree is if 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 I control the world, and and th- this was kind of not a democracy anymore. These were, would be some of the things I would decree. A tomocracy. A tomocracy. I, I decree. decree. I decree no more bless you. All right. No more obligatory vocal utterance after someone sneezes because I th- what, my biggest problem with it other than it's, it's a meaningless gesture is that why do we just do it for sneezes if you're going to do bless you for sneezes why not do something when somebody coughs right or yawns any kind of involuntary mm-hmm. utterance mm-hmm. you know ex- expulsion of fluids or whatever laughter yeah yeah uh, we don't do it for that we don't say after somebody yawns um, peace sleep well we don't say after someone coughs, I wish you sustained health. We don't do that. We just do bless you for sneeze. So I think we should just, I've started in my house, or our house as I should say, I've started to ignore the sneeze. I do not do the bless you, but I feel like it makes me just come across as a bit of a jerk, but I'm just trying to in my own small way start a movement. And I think it's just, uh, you know, it's time. It's time to re- re- retire, bless you. Would you agree? Yeah, I don't. I don't mind. Bless you, but after oh if god. you sneeze like six times in a row and they've blessed you six times, it's like, oh my god. Enough. Well, that's a great point. What enough. are you supposed to do in the multiple sneezes? Right. You start to feel self-conscious about sneezing because they keep blessing you. 
Yeah. Yeah. But I think yeah. that's a good idea to uh, to when you when you yawn also give them something when they laugh give them something uh you know if they open their mouth in shock like they've seen a ghost you know say uh whatever you say yeah i like that i have another quick little thing here before uh we go to your eye decree um a few more uh iterations of the phenomenon we've we've named noun as verb right which mm. I think is now bordering on an I decree. There should be no more nouns as verbs. But just this holiday season, I've seen three of them. Um, Volvo is saying, holiday safely, in their advertising. T-Mobile is saying, together we holiday. Mm. And finally, Walmart is now saying, joy, period. Fully, period. Mm. So, so, joy, so joy is a verb. Yes, yes. Yeah, so I, once again, noun is verb is alive and well and I'm ready for it to go away so right. there Tom I have some decrees if I were king I decree so as we all know Christmas music is uh, upon us and has been upon us for a few weeks, uh, I've I've had enough of it, frankly. Um, and so, if I were king, I would like to uh, uh, make a couple of a few decrees. Special holiday music edition. I decree. I decree that Jingle Bell Rock shall only be played once a day at best. Any song like Jingle Bell Rock or Rockin' Around the Christmas Tree, which are which to me are fake rock and roll. They're not rock and roll, even though they have rock in the title. They're not rock and roll. Shall not be played ad nauseum. At best, one time a day. I decree. My second decree, while I love John Lennon and Paul McCartney and recognize the genius songwriters they are. No Lennon and McCartney Christmas songs shall be played uh, in the Gary Doyle universe that he rules. John Lennon, uh, Merry Christmas, War is Over. The most judgmental, um, uh, uh, high-minded, sanctimonious (laughs) Christmas song ever. Ever written and uh, Paul McCartney simply having a wonderful Christmas time, uh, a uh, a um, insult to Paul McCartney's uh, songwriting legend. Just a frilly, silly, lightweight, terrible Christmas song. So no Lennon and McCartney Christmas songs shall be played. And my third eye decree is Christmas songs shall start on December first, no sooner than December first, and end on December 25th. Beyond that, no more Christmas songs. So there. I would agree with that. How do you feel about uh, some of the more bloated, uh, cause-oriented Christmas songs like Feed the World?
yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, do you think those hold up? I mean, I'll get, so I think that, uh, I think the song you're referring to is called Do They Know It's Christmas? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think in terms of, of just pure song craft and, and just song writing, it's far less annoying than uh, songs that I've mentioned, like, you know, like, uh, like, like, you know, um, uh, you know, simply having a wonderful Christmas time. There, there's something to it. It's a, it's, it's a, it's an interesting arrangement. And, and to its credit, it did raise money, I think, for, um, you know, people in Africa. So I'll give it that. All right. Well, one thing you left out, uh, and I'm curious, what does Gary Doyle think of his uh, hero, Bruce Springsteen's Christmas song that I hear on the radio a lot? Oh, you mean Santa Claus is coming to town? Yes. One of the best of all time. Pure joy. Just just fantastic. Never gets old. Timeless. Iconic. It's just pure joy. It's spontaneous. He's he's having fun. It's loose. It's not well rehearsed. There's mistakes. The band is having fun with each other. Oh, there's nothing not to like about that. I'm sure Tom Kerr might as well find some things, but... I absolutely love that song. And I I love Bruce Springsteen, of course, but I never get tired of that song. It's just wonderful. Tom, if you could banish one Christmas song, what would it be? If you could decree that one Christmas song shall be banished forever, what would it be? There's a song, and I don't remember which one it was, but I think Mariah Carey sings it. And it is so, uh, the way she sings is so over the top, just all about flexing her vocal muscles as opposed to interpreting the meaning of the song. I don't remember what it was, but I just remember there's a Mariah Carey thing that used to drive me crazy. Are you speaking of All I Want for Christmas is You? Yes. Yeah, I think oh. that might be it. Yeah. Really? You like that one? Yeah, I love it. All right. I love it. I'm I, not don't like Mariah. I don't like Mariah Carey, though. Well, yeah. I'm not a big fan either, but I like that song. Now, maybe it wasn't that. I'm trying to remember what it was. Maybe she did another one. Well, what would yours be? Well, I, I would say the, 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 the two that I mentioned. I, I really actively, I'm actively annoyed by Jingle Bell Rock and rocking around the Christmas tree. They actively annoy me. And, uh, and so if I could have two, I would banish those forever. I also thought the singer of, I, I just learned the singer of rocking around the Christmas tree is actually a woman. I always thought it was Wayne Newton. But apparently it's Peggy Lee. It's a woman. I thought it was Wayne Newton. It sounds just like Wayne Newton. I'm I'm drawing a blank on the singer's voice. Yeah. Yeah. So but- there. Uh, I would say equally in a in a kind of a Scroogey mode. I would uh, I want to give you two. Uh, Two celebrities that I find uh, really irritating lately. One has always irritated me, uh, and one has only started to irritate me recently, and has kind of gone off the scales. The one who's always irritated me has been Chris Berman, oh, the sure. ESPN guy, and then his stupid Car Shield commercials, which are all over the place now, are are really really irritating. Um, I always found Chris. I always heard that Chris Berman was not a very nice person there's youtube videos of him kind of chewing out the crew you know on on the set of sports center and stuff so it kind of made me not like him in the first place but then i i just find these these stupid car shield commercials even more annoying yeah yeah Yeah. agree i haven't seen the car shield commercials but yeah he's bombastic and yeah it's an i've heard unpleasant person 
I'm curious about your take on this next person. I have grown really irritated by Kate McKinnon. Hmm. Um, I never thought she was funny to begin with. I never, all she ever did to me was mug. She's just so over the top in everything she does. Um, Whether it's Saturday Night Live, now these these Verizon ads with all, you know, it's just her face and she's, everything is so over the top. I I just find I never really laugh at her. And then she did those Dorito spots with with Dan Levy and and she was, and I actually liked Dan Levy quite a bit and I thought he was, um, he was very funny, but she was just, bad I don't know I just don't get her I, it may be just be me maybe I just don't get her what do you think of Kate McKinnon I think that's an astute observation I think she's talented I think she's very talented and yet I agree with you that she's not particularly funny and that she is over the top and she is broad and that's not my style of comedy did you ever see the movie um, Yesterday um, no uh, oh, it's a good, it's a wonderful movie about a guy who is um, somehow comes into. Uh, it sounds contrived, but it's really a sweet movie about a guy that's is is uh, through a oh, like a, a, some oh. kind of weather event or something. He starts writing Beatles. Songs. Oh yeah, yeah, and 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 the world doesn't know the Beatles existed. I have right, seen exactly. That. Yeah, the, it's a charming movie, and he, yeah. he 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 acquires the ability to write songs like you know yesterday in the long and winding road it's a wonderful movie but then kate mckinnon shows up as a like a talent like a a a record company uh person and just almost ruins the movie she's you know she's like she's as he said she's really broad she's really that plays this huge kind of nasty character and it just takes this really sweet movie and just almost derails it uh, it's funny you say it. I don't remember her being in it. I remembered that I really liked the movie. It was very charming and fun, but I don't even remember her being in it. Yeah, she kind of showed up about halfway through and just changed the whole the whole vibe of the movie. So yeah, I agree. And uh, and yeah, she is uh, she is trying very hard in those Verizon ads. A lot of effort. A lot of effort uh, put forth. I I prefer Lily. If we're going to be in the land of self of of uh, mobile commercials, Lily. Doesn't try so hard. It's kind of charming, little ads, and she's sweet and kind of funny in her own way, and not trying too hard though. Yeah, I would agree with that, and, and interesting that Lily also directs those commercials. Yes, I heard that. Yeah, yeah, right. Um, you know, I don't like Kate, and it occurred to me maybe it's just that I don't like performers who are so over the top broad. I'll give you another example. I used to be kind of on an island where you know everyone was always talking about. You know the late great Robin Williams. I was just um, thinking that. I never liked his Mork and Mindy manic improv things that people used to marvel at. I, I just right. found it really irritating. I liked him like in his more dramatic roles and his more kind of restrained things. I I, I liked him, but I never liked the uh, the the uh, the earlier the stuff that made him famous. Never did anything for me. Hundred percent agree. I think he's talented. He's a very good actor. If you think about movies like Goodwill Hunting, it's astounding acting in that movie. But but you're right. I, I I never I don't think ever once laughed at Robin Williams. He'd do those manic things on talk shows and manic like Good Morning Vietnam and just loud and manic and crazy and everyone's like, Wow, this guy's a genius. Yeah. He probably was a genius, but I never once thought, thought laughed at him. Actually laughed at anything he said. Yeah. So yeah, agree. Very talented, but uh, yeah, a little over the top. Yeah. Little bet. Little bet. I'll bet. Well, we could talk forever, but uh, the fire's dying down a bit. Tom needs to poke the fire. 
needs to uh, get up and poke the fire. So until next time, for Gary Doyle, this is Tom Karamitis, inviting you to continue to always listen to So There!